0: Hi, this is Erin Jean. Welcome to another episode of the business of inner peace today. It's my pleasure to introduce you to our guest, Kim D young. She is passionate about supporting others to raise their level of consciousness about the choices they make. Kim is a choice coach an entrepreneur and an author of the book of choice Kim's deepest desire and passion is supporting others to have meaningful conversations about their choices. And now let's dive in. You get to listen in on one of those
1: conversations right now. Welcome to the business of inner peace. I'm your host, Erin Jean, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's pretend we're sitting in my living room, enjoying a cup of coffee or tea and getting to know each other just a little better. That's what I love. I love getting to hear your story. I love feeling connected by the spirit of understanding that our stories bring. Today, I'm sharing some of my story, but I hope someday soon you'll be telling me yours. Listen, I know that you're feeling overwhelmed with life and nothing is exactly how you'd like it to be. Your marriage is not what you hoped for, motherhood is harder than you imagined, and you've lost yourself somewhere in the mix of responsibilities. Well, if you're ready to bring some more peace and joy into your life, reconnect with God who made you, and start living a life you love, then grab your cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's show.
0: Welcome, Kim. I am so happy to have you here. I am just so curious to know what got you on this path and really wanting to take this deeper dive to understand choices.
2: Yeah, you know, it was um, nothing that I ever thought about prior to when I did think about it, and um, so it is about 10 years ago that I was being interviewed for something Um, And my answer to the question um, was, what happens as we make a choice and take action? What becomes possible? How does our life unfold? And when I went back after that interview and I was reflecting on what does unfold, I thought back to a particular choice I'd made a year prior. And I knew a lot had come from that choice And I'm a visual person and I grabbed a mind mapping software and I began to take what I had done. I had made a particular choice to attend an event. And from that event, all the people and opportunities and things that came into my life from that. So there I am looking at this very fascinating visual document of all that came into my life from one choice in a fixed window of time. And what I experienced first was unbelievable gratitude because had I not made that choice, all that came in would never have been there. But I also experienced a moment of what choice could I make today and what could become possible in the future. So I was sitting with those two spaces. And when I shared that map with a friend, she said, I want one. Well, I had no process at that time. So I was like, okay. And, I said, what choice would you like to explore? And I just made it up. And it was this beautiful opportunity for me to take somebody on a deep dive experience in which we explored a choice she had made years ago. In her case, it was a choice to join a high-end entrepreneurial program. And You know, at this time, I did not have a process. I was just speaking to her friend to friend. And, you know, why did you make it? What came from it? Were you nervous? You know, all of those things. Anyway, and what I then did is I took all that she shared kind of went into my cave afterwards. And I thought, how am I going to take this and put this into a map for her? That's what she wanted. So again, no process. And I probably spent a ridiculous amount of time doing that. But what the goal was in the give back was to give her a new perspective with which to look at something she'd done. So now I've done it with her. And then I shared that with friends. And a year into this, I took 29 people through this experience of let's explore a choice that you've made and let's see what came from it and what you learned. And over that year, which was the year of 2014, I had this exquisite vantage point of being let into people's worlds, of having conversations with them about things they had not thought about, you know, wherever the questions went, I let them go. I'm very intuitive and I would begin the conversation and we'd go and they'd answer and I'd go deeper. And then I took all that they shared and I'd made sense of it in a map. And then after that year, I had the sense I had really stepped into something quite exquisite. I thought I am really being let into this, unaccessed world that people don't normally go. And I i was very aware of stories that they told themselves because of those choices, um, things that had gotten in their way, uh, so many things. And I realized there was more to be done. And I thought there's a book in this,
1: but I'm not a writer.
2: Or I said, so I didn't think I was a writer. And I reached out to someone to support me. And she said, before we even consider that you're not a writer. I want you to practice going to your favorite coffee shop and writing for 12 minutes at a time. And so in doing that, the muscle of Kim, the writer, got flexed a little bit. And then she asked me the key question, which was, can you take the stories of your 29 maps and write about them? And that was really fun. So part of that experience for me as the person who never saw myself as a writer, when I created each of these first maps, I was spending so much time gathering their information and organizing it in a way that made sense. So when it came time to writing it in a form for the book, it flowed so easily and I remember my writing coach saying to me she said Kim this is these these stories are liquid gold and I said yeah but I cheated I took them off the map she's like who cares how you got them like you created the map I mean you might have this convoluted way of how you got to these gems but you know I had pulled amazing stuff which allowed me to craft stories that were quite interesting and then you know, it continued. So that where I've just left you is probably 2015. And, uh,
0: you know, a lot has transpired in that window. Yeah. So the first thing that my mind is just so curious about is like, what is your background? Because (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) there's probably something about you that is causing you to even think about this whole thing the way that you did. Like what? What is your background in? So background is twofold. Original background post college
2: is as um, was in the retail industry, product development, merchandising for the Gap, Banana J Crew, great companies. Loved being corporate. Loved creative work. Create a plus business. That was kind of my avenue. And twelve years later from that, I was let go of a big job in retail pregnant with my first child, having bought our first home. So one of those real key points in life. And I thought I could go back to retail or I could do something different. So big crossroad for me. And I made the choice to not go back. And I, in so doing, I moved kind of onto an entrepreneurial path. While I had been working in in retail, I had noticed that there was a huge opportunity for maternity clothing, that were cute, not stupid maternity clothing. (laughs) And I took everything I knew and the resources I had and two babies back to back. And I developed a line of clothing that I was initially selling from my home. And what was fascinating is because my kids were back to back, I was selling to women in the tri-state area of New York, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, and they would come into my home. What I realized as much as I did love dressing them, because that was a lot of fun. What I was more interested with those women was speaking with them about what it meant for them to balance their life with their kids and their work. So at that time, I was in my early thirties and very much wanted children at that time, but work was a big part of my identity, as were many of the women who were coming to shop. And I realized I want to coach them more than I want to dress them. And that was really the shift. And I moved, I, you know, got trained as a coach. And when I told all of my friends that I was becoming a coach, they're like, of course you are like, that's who I'd always been at the core. I had just done other things. And so many iterations of coaching over the years, what I'm doing now is choice coaching. You know, now I have taken all that I've learned in this window over this decade of deep conversation and all of that and brought it full circle to being able to coach people at all levels about the choices they're making.
0: That's so cool. So it sounds to me being an entrepreneur as well, I feel like there's something about the entrepreneurial spirit that you are always wanting to be better. Like there's a lot of personal growth involved in that industry and then coupling it with just your natural lean toward coaching Um, which I feel like coaching is, is kind of puts you toward the, how can we change our perspective about something, right? You're, I'm always working on that with clients. So I think you can relate to that. So I'm like, maybe it's just those two things together that got you so interested in the choice, because I think really what, what looking at the choice does from what you're describing is it helps you to see all of the, the different perspectives. Yeah.
2: Well, without a doubt, and I think one of the interesting things, so I began doing these maps, which I thought were, you know, my little behind-the-scenes geeky tool that I was using. And as I began kind of fleshing out a lot of the information for my book, which in truth over a 10-year window had like 10 different, excuse me, five different iterations over the time, but one of the interesting call-outs to me was from an editor that I brought in. She said, Kim, are you going to teach people how you map? I was like, that hadn't really occurred to me. I thought it was my thing. She said, but it's a really cool process that will support other people to look at their choices in a new way. I was like, oh, that is interesting. So that became a whole nother perspective of how do I look at what I've been doing so that I can teach it to other people? And that's become a huge part of what my book is, what my work is now, how I will then certify other coaches and trainers to bring this concept of looking at choices in a more thoughtful and intentional way, which is really at the root of everything I do now. Like that's once I kind of went through a few years of working and coaching so many people, I realized at the root, why do we care to look at our choices at all? Like, why does it even matter? It is so that we can be more thoughtful and intentional with how we live our lives. So if you think about, you know, any choice, you know, if, if you were just a crossroads at the moment, you can either look back at what you did do or look forward to what you want to do. And if you're going to look back, you can look back with regret or shame for choices you made that you're not happy with, or you can look back at certain choices that you're really proud of. And how do you then bring that information forward? How do you bring both? How do you let go of the shame and or bring forward the components of choices that you made that you are proud of into who you are as a person now? And if you're a parent, how do you now support your children? I mean, it's kind of never ending and exquisite and, At the time that I was working on all of this, my three kids were in their early teens navigating the variety of choices that they might. And now they're in their early 20s. And to have these conversations with them about the personal, the professional, the relationship choices that they're navigating at this time, when they've got this new language and lens with which to look at the world, it's it's incredible. And to be able to give that back to other parents and other kids and all of the places that it lands. It's um, nobody is immune from making choices. That's, that's the reality of we all do at all times. And um, how intentional, how thoughtful can we be in doing so?
0: I really like that. I hadn't even thought about it from the lens of parenthood and I'm like, yeah, I have two teenagers and a five-year-old and like, Like, oh yeah, they do. They have so many choices that need to be made. And I'm also a homeschooling mama. So a lot of our world lends to kind of teaching them how to think through things critically. Um, But I'm like, when you're talking about actually having a process to make a choice, especially about um, personal, you know, life things, like relationships and, and things like that. I think that sounds amazing. Um, so I'm just like, where, where does one start? <laughs> how does it, how does this look when you're working with a client? You know,
2: it, it can be twofold. So at the simplest question for a new client, it might be, are we looking back or are we looking forward? Where do you want to go? Often people want to look forward, at least to start. So many of the people, like, for example, I'll take, I'll take you to something very recent. I just, um, something I've been doing over the year. My middle son is 24 and I am just fascinated with the age of the emerging adult as they are just leaving college. They're making choices on their own for the first time without their parents. They're scared they're going to make a mistake. They think it's got all of the weight to it. And they're, they're nervous and yet their choices matter and they want to make them on their own. So I was very fortunate. Just as my son was graduating college, he brought me into the fold with his core group of friends, four young men. And I had been talking with them about the choices that they've been navigating for two and a half years. Anyway, this past weekend, I went to visit them in Philly to continue our conversation. We go back and forth every other month. And they had said to me, Kim, we've got other friends that are navigating choices. Can we bring them into the group? I said, let me do a special session just for these others. So next thing you know, a handful of other kids show up. And by kids, I mean over 20. And what I said to each of them, I said, what is a choice that you are making right now that you're challenged by? I said, is there one? And of course there was, like each of them had something. And so in that process with each of them in a group format, so I was kind of making it up as I went, which I often do. um, It was like, tell me, what what is the challenge that you're navigating? What is the choice? There was one young woman who's a senior in college. And it's the question of, you know, am I getting a PhD? Am I getting a master's? Am I going to work? What am I doing? And thinking through, you know, the pros, the cons, why it matters. What does it mean? All, all of the issues. One one young man was navigating the challenge of, I've just moved to Philadelphia, and I'm settled, and I've made friends, and I have a girlfriend, I have a really good job, but my parents in their little hometown are struggling, and should I go home and be with them? You know, so very interesting and real choices, and as I listen to these young men that I get to work with, you know, every other month, you know, they're bringing me into the fold of... Yes, they may be making professional choices, but they're still feeling the weight of, are their parents okay? Do they want to make enough so they can give back? Um, Do they want, how do they want to show up in relationship as they're finding their way as young men? Are they showing up as the sons that they want to be, as the brothers that they want to be? You know, really big and beautiful conversations. And I often think, I don't, you know, I feel blessed that I am a part of this group with these young 24-year-old men. And I think- if all young men, women were as thoughtful and intentional and willing to go there about the details of their choices, we would be having a pretty, ex- like the world we live in would be a different world. Um, So to go back to your question of how do I start, you know, it often starts with why? Do, why are we looking at this choice? Why does it even matter to you? You know, someone may come to me, They're not happy with with where they are in their life and they want to move into a new phase. Why? What is it that they're looking for? What didn't they have? All of the stuff. And, And it's really just a lot of deep inquiry. And always as the coach, knowing that the client, you know, they have the answers, but it's the opportunity through good inquiry to pull it out of them. And what ended up happening in my book, and I did not prepare for this when I set out to do it, was that what the book is truly about is it's a tool for other people to have good questions to ask of themselves. Like that's, you know, it's one thing if somebody comes to work with me privately, I'm going to do it. But the book is the do it yourself version. If you want to take yourself on this journey, I'm going to lead you through it. But the key is asking yourself the questions so that you can get underneath for yourself to understand, like, why are you doing this thing? And like, what could get in your way and what's possible and what actions will you take and all of those elements? So it's it's just a continual journey of inquiry.
0: I love that. Do you think, like, do you think the book would be a good gift for um kids that are in that age range that you're talking about, where they're moving from either high school into college age or college age into more adulthood.
2: I, I absolutely do. I mean, I, my, I realize that probably the audience for the book are the parents and my vision has always been, I hope the parents see value to give it to their kid as a high school graduation, college graduation gift To open them up to a new way of thinking, because I can pretty much tell you when I was graduating from college, I didn't have this insight as to like, what would it mean if I were much more intentional and thoughtful about the life I live? And whether or not they apply it all, I think to have that lens going in, realizing that there is um, a consciousness and a thoughtfulness for them to make, it's only good. Like there's only goodness that comes from anybody having that lens. I had, um, it's it's actually an opposite story. I had an 80 year old woman come to me who had read the beginning of my book. And she said to me, Kim, is it too late? And I said, is it too late for what? She said, Kim, I have never made an intentional choice in my life. Generationally, I had a husband, he made the choices. I didn't make the choices. Now I'm a widow is it too late? Can I be thoughtful and intentional? I was like, of course you can start at any day. Any of us could start at any day. You know, it's that reality of like, you wake up today, you're not happy with the choices you made yesterday. Start again, start again, be thoughtful, bring that intentionality to, to what you're doing. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love deep talks. So I'm like this little group that you're talking about. It sounds so fun to me. And yeah. now my mind is stirring like, and what if we had a whole group together, reading the book and yeah. helping the kids like talk through it? Cause you know what, it, it popped in my head how um, I think it's pretty well known that your frontal cortex doesn't develop fully until like you're 25 oh, that's and that's right. <laughs> that's where you're making decisions from that yeah. analytical part of your brain. And I almost wonder if we sometimes use that information to like, give a, like a cop out to young people for making poor choices. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like we tell them that, and I wonder if rather than encouraging them to just strengthen this muscle Mm -hmm. and have a process around choices, they're just like, (laughs) Uh, And
2: your point is, it is a muscle. It is a muscle to be strengthened, to be practiced. You know, I don't think any of us come out of the womb knowing how to make choices. And even if we are skilled at it, we're still going to make bad ones. And it's the question of, you know, is a choice a bad choice or is it a good lesson? You know, that's, and therein lies something very impactful to share with our kids. And I had a circumstance with my youngest when he was 14, And he had very limited experience making choices and he was zoned for, you know, the big box high school, a very good school. But I thought he was a more learn by doing kid. And I suggested a smaller magnet school to him. And I said, I want you to know I am not attached to which school you choose to go to. But I am attached to the fact that you do the very best job in the interview process so that they give so that they make you an offer. And then you have the choice. And that was a very interesting experience. And I remember they ultimately made him the offer at the magnet school. So he now had the weighing of like, do I do the small school where I don't know anybody? Do I go to the big school with all my friends? And I said to him, I want you to tap into your intuition. Now he's a 14 year old boy. He doesn't know what I'm saying to him. And I said, I know this is a new language, but I want you to use your gut as best you can. And he ended up feeling into it. However, a 14 year old boy does. And he made the choice to go with the big school. And I said, great, like you, you made a choice. You landed where you would have landed had we not gone through this experience. But you're 14 and you just made a life defining choice for yourself. And if you get to 10th grade and you decide like that school's not for you, you can make a new choice like you can always. But I had hoped in that moment that. I was giving him a tool, like to be able to tap into his intuition, to know, you know, that certainly is a skill. I don't think any of us wake up trusting our intuition. It's something that builds over time. But if we as parents can give our kids that ability, like, what do you think? What feels best to you? And let them see. And, you know, I had learned from a boss years ago, probably one of the most impactful Um, experiences that happened. I was in my early 20s and I had to make a particular professional decision that I didn't think I was capable of making. And I said that to him. He's like, you're right. You don't have enough information. You're 24. He's like, but make the decision today with what you know today. And then tomorrow you will know more and you'll apply that to tomorrow's decision. And that advice was ginormous. I mean, it changed my whole life because You know, we never have all the information that we need to make a decision, but you do your best. And so imagine that with your kids, like, you know, they're figuring out what they're doing, how they're treating their friends, what classes they're taking, where they're going to college, what they're, all of it, you know, you do the best with what you have. And then you see, you can Monday morning quarterback it afterwards and assess, you know, would I do it differently or how may I do it tomorrow?
0: I love that. That's really powerful um what are the like are there choices I mean you've worked with a lot of people at this point so are there choices that you see just come up a lot like like really common things that people are always facing
2: no I think I tend to bucket Choices like we've get, got our professional choices. Am I starting a job, leaving a job, going and doing something new, making it work with where I am? Like there's always versions of that. We've got relationship choices are you staying in a relationship leaving a relationship working on one you're in I mean all all of that and then there's the gamut of personal choices uh, am I choosing to do something creative am I choosing to write a book am I choosing to improve my self-care am I choosing to work with a coach am I choosing to heal a relationship for somebody in the past you know I mean you can imagine where they go ideal. And I really deal with the gamut, mainly because I ask the question. So often when I'm with somebody like I'll pull to see where do they want to go. And often, it's not uncommon that we may be dealing with multiple choices at once, like you might be choosing to look for a new job while you're choosing to end a relationship while you're choosing to eat healthier, you know, like you could be doing all of it. And it's kind of like, how do you put your energy into where you are, I tend to I do a lot of work with people professionally, um, specifically who are looking to move on from where they are to what they may want and kind of an out-of-the-box thinking. I love that. I personally love working with people around relationship, around the choice of how they choose to show up in relationship. I mean, I think that's so key. It's, and and this was actually pretty beautiful this weekend with these 24 year old men. Few of two of them are in relationship and two of them wanted relationships. And we were talking about who they need to show up to be, to be the person to attract who they want to attract. And, They're all in the new stages, even if they are, you know, they're six months, eight months in. So they've, they've never had the long-term relationship of navigating the challenging dynamics. And I bring that to them. I'm like, a relationship is like your biggest mirror for who you are and how you are showing up. And, you know, if you want to open your heart to love then show up vulnerably and honestly in a relationship and be willing to, to go there when it's messy to not run out the door when the relationship gets tough to stay in it. So, you know, I tend to want to have the deeper conversations and, you know, part of what's I'm seeing and it's, it's fascinating from an evolution perspective as I have these conversations with people about different topics, it leads me to think, how can I create a course around that? How can I bring that to more people? Like I, I haven't yet, but I have some ideas of bringing relationship courses. I'm launching a new mapping choice mapping course courses around like all the different elements of it to be able to kind of, kind of have like a micro conversation around a specific choice that many may be dealing with, maybe the subtleties of what they're dealing with are different. But, you know, together as a group, it could all be, you know, I choose to bring joy into my life, I choose to be in a healthy relationship. And you might have people at all different levels. I mean, it's kind of, um, again, I've said this at very, like, there's so many avenues to have with regard to choice and ways to go there.
0: Yeah, I think it's really those thoughtful questions that are are so powerful, and um, you just sound like you have a really creative mind, so I think that people with creative minds help us in that way of thinking up these questions that you just wouldn't have thought to ask yourself, and then it brings you on an entirely different path. Well, (laughs) and it's interesting that you're bringing up, that you're a homeschooling mother, um,
2: a vision, and I'll take you behind the scenes into something I'm working on that I have a big vision for, but I haven't figured it out yet, is the idea of something called the choice school. How do we teach choice at an elementary, a high school, a university level, and I was just having the conversation with a friend. She said, Kim, this is a huge opportunity to bring into homeschools. Like, and now that's a world that I'm not familiar with. So maybe you and I will have a fun offline conversation of what might that be and, and what might the needs be and how do I bring this conversation and this a curriculum in a way that a parent can support their kid if they're homeschooling. I mean,
0: it's so big. I haven't even wrapped my brain around it, but I see the
2: potential
0: and the opportunity. Yeah, there's such potential. I mean, just the world of homeschooling alone, it can be overwhelming because there are so many choices. Like there's a million and one choices about curriculums, and there's a lot of different ways on how to do it um, for our particular homeschool community. Like 2020, 2021, and I'm out in California. It was like this influx. We were calling them like public school refugees because we had so many families and kids, you know, obviously the school system wasn't able to serve kids in the way that it should because of what was going on. And so we had so many people just running from it and really wanting help and support and, um, Anyhow, I can see how that would just be a wonderful tool because I think the biggest takeaway, at least from the community that I'm in, what we love is that our children do learn to think for themselves and they they just um, learn how to take a particular topic and to think through it and come up with these different conclusions and in general, I don't think that that's a skill that most public schools are offering, yeah. right? It's it's like a life skill, really. And that's what our public schools lack, I think, are our, our life skills. And that's kind of my focus with my kids because I'm not very uh, – <laughs> I always say I'm not very like collegiate. I'm not super into like, you know, let's talk about chemistry. That's not my thing. I'm a people person that loves relationship, right? Um, hence being a relationship coach. And I love the deeper talks and the thinking, right? The thinking through those things. So that sounds like a really cool idea. And yeah, I'd be happy to answer any questions or support you through it. So yeah you like you i mean at, at a separate point it's fascinating like you
2: made the choice to homeschool your kids like that is a choice obviously you have the path of public and or private school or the path of homeschool and you obviously gave it the thought the deep thought to say this is what is right for my family this is what i choose to do i'm sure there have been challenges along the way and all of that and how do you stay the course and all of that and you know it, again you just realized the power and because you made that choice how has your family's world opened up what new opportunities new friendships all of the you know new businesses etc that come yeah
0: yes and I can definitely see sometimes the the looking backward it's really can be so valuable and rewarding looking backward at the choices right because um we made, this is my sixth year of doing it. So we made that choice prior to the pandemic. And um, I really felt during that time, such gratitude, like, wow, we're, we were already here, we were already set up. Um, It actually grew gratitude in my kids, too, because they were kind of complaining about being homeschooled. (laughs) And then it turned into like, I'm so glad we're homeschooled because they saw what their friends were dealing with from public school. Um, So I definitely can see that value of looking back, especially when you have the, the lens of like where you are now. Right. And to see, Oh, wow. That choice served us so well. I'm so thankful that we made that choice. Right. So that's, that is fun. Well, I would love to know. So you've, you said a lot of different things kind of about what you do. Like if I heard you, right, obviously you've written the book, but it sounds like not only do you do the one-on-one coaching, but you're also training people to be coaches. Is that right? I am going part of what I'm working on. So, so the, the
2: the reality is I'm now three months on the other side of having published a book and there are, no less than a dozen that I can think of, of things that I'm working on. So some of it is in, increasing my private practice. Some of it is working with students. Some of it is approaching universities. Some of it is working with, um, high level entrepreneurial women, you know, uh, at retreat centers. It's, it's, it's all encompassing and I'm working on it all. I'm working on being in bookstores and libraries. So it's like, we're, but I think at the root of it for me, my deepest pleasure is to engage in conversation around choice, whether that's with a 20 year old, an 80 year old, a group of private here, you know, all of it. That that is what brings me joy. And so from the perspective of training others, I am also figuring as just one human who has a big mission. How do I scale myself? So the choice school becomes one one way of scaling me and getting the work out beyond me Um classes that I can teach becomes a way to scale the work training and certifying coaches and therapists who are interested in having another tool to add to their coaching toolbox is another avenue of bringing this work in this conversation so that other coaches can use it so you know and I'm working on it all like I I described this as the year of like I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall I'm trying it all And the more conversations I can have and, you know, see where it goes, see where it lands. You know, so much of it's been in my head over this time. And I do feel fortunate to have, you know, now done mapping experiences for over 100 people, Um, you know, but it still needs to see, like, what what do people need and how can I hear what they need and figure out a way to give it to them? You know, so it's it's different because prior to June of this year, everything was about get the book done, get the book done, get the book out there. Okay, now the book's out there
0: now. Other things. I can do the other things. What how long did the book process take you, by the way? Well, well, I
2: really started in 2015 and I published in 2023. So. It's and wow. I certainly did not write solidly. There was a chunk of time where I took a two-year window off, mainly because I thought originally the book was was various things, and it was part memoir. I, I I share, and this isn't a spoiler, but chapter one, I let I I let the audience know that I made a life-defining choice to end my relationship with my mother, and that's how the book begins, and. In in so doing, there was a memoir quality to the book. And then there was the mapping part of the book. And there were other people's stories. And I had an editor say to me, Kim, it can't be everything. You can't be a memoir plus a process. She's like, as a first-time author, I would suggest you're a process because people don't necessarily care about your memoir. Okay, they, they will later. And so that became like, okay, I am going to teach the process of my maps, and then I went through various iterations, you know, one window, my dad died at the beginning of COVID and I had been furiously working on something. And when he died, I put the book away for six months. And when I looked at it again, I was like, what is this? Like <laughs> I had to reorient myself. So, and that has happened to me a few times where it was like, because I'd taken time off how did I step back into the book as I had grown and evolved and find my way through the words to tell the stories as I needed? And so it was, it was a big, big journey that, um, and what is funny is that the acknowledgments of my book probably took me a month to write. It's 10 pages in itself because of the breadth of people that supported me in this book. And that made it fun was to have so many others, be it editors or writers or people who were beta readers or people who actually let me do maps with them or, or my kids and all of the above, you know, it was, it was definitely a collaborative experience to write this book.
0: Well, it sounds like it has just been a gift both to you and to the readers I'm really, I can't wait to get my hands on it. I got to get, I've got to get a copy of it. Um, I just, I've loved our conversation. I've loved everything we talked about. I feel like I could probably talk with you for another hour. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, the day is calling and I can't do that. Um, But why don't you just let listeners know where they could find you? Well, thank you. And I
2: feel the same way. And I felt the moment you got on. I'm like, She's a kindred spirit. I could feel that. Um, so I would say on insta, I've been having the most fun on Instagram. So if you go to find me on Kim DeYoung, um, on Instagram, I enjoy putting, you know, just random videos and it's just a lot of resources about choice. Um, something I just did, which was again, like a month long endeavor, I created a quiz so that people can understand how they make decisions. And in so doing, like when you know kind of what type of decision maker you are, I put together, um, you know, a beautiful guide that lets you know, like, okay, these are your strengths, your opportunities for improvement. And by the way, here are the other decision-making types. So you're aware of them and your friends and your kids and your family. So you can get that at thechoicequiz.com and that that will take you through that quiz. So that's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah,
0: that so fun.
2: I would say between Instagram and the quiz. And of course, you know, through all that, you can get to my website and the book that that's the best place to find me. And, and I enjoy connecting. I like when people reach out. You know, I want, I want to have the conversations.
0: Yeah, that's so fun. And tell us the name of the book one, one more time. Ah, thank you. The book is, called, <laughs> I would have gone about saying that the book is called the book of choice the book of choice. And I'm sure it's in all the places. Yeah. You can Amazon. I'll tell you the best link to get it is at
2: yourchoicebook.com because one of the other fun things and and from that page, you can link it links to Amazon, but I created a series of videos that take people into the core concepts of the book Mm. that were again, just fun to do fun to do. And I think very, very helpful and informative for, for readers.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about this. And I'm loving the idea of doing this in a group with moms and teenagers. I just feel like it would create some really powerful conversation and probably create a safe space for them to talk about the choices that they're facing that they don't maybe always want to share. So um, thank you for making that.
2: If that's something, you know, I am, I am also starting to support people in book groups to engage, to go deeper. So that's, you know, another, again, figuring that piece out, but, um, you know, that's just another thing. That's a lot of fun.
0: That is fun. And Mike will definitely have to connect again offline and be like, can I have the author live for us to talk with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing it now. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to connect with me. I really feel like the beautiful women out there that are listening are going to be so served by this conversation, especially the mamas. I just know that they will. So, um, thank you from the bottom of my heart and I hope that you have a wonderful day.
1: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're feeling blessed by the content here. The number one way you can show me is by leaving me a written review of the show. I'd be forever grateful knowing that you're out there listening helps me know that I'm truly living out God's purpose in my life. The other thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode, share it with a friend, or better yet, tag me on your Instagram stories. Remember, you are seen, known, and loved. May God richly bless you today. All my love, Erin Jean.